0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Doom Productions podcast, a podcast hosted by Doom Productions. I'm Jordan. And I'm Ethan. And a while ago, a few months ago, we did a podcast episode and a video with Michael from Videos of the Future, where if you aren't familiar or didn't see that episode, it's a independent film studio located in Eastside in Portland, Oregon, where, I mean, I Can't even, I don't even know how to describe what they do here necessarily. So they do so much. Yes. Uh, They're a studio uh, space. They have lots of props and costumes and things that filmmakers can use. They um, kind of act
1: as a hub for filmmakers to meet through. They've done a lot of community events.
0: They put on, yeah, community events. Mm -hmm. They do networking nights. They make their own feature film or not, well, Coming soon. Coming soon. Yeah. Coming soon. <laughs> um, they make their own films. They do a lot of th- stuff. Everything. Yeah. Um, and Michael, in you know discussing with them, he kept referencing this mysterious person named Allison, the uh, it, the brains behind the whole thing, the the, the person who's getting it all done. Um, someone that the studio could not exist without. So. Is that fair to say? <laughs> do you
2: think? Um, that's a quite a lot to live up to, but maybe I kind of think of it as like um, Michael has a lot of the creative ideas, and mm-hmm. I kind of help him make them happen. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, okay. anyways, if you didn't catch that, we are here with Allison, um, talking with her about what she does here. Yeah. Yeah. So, how did you get connected with? Videos of the future.
2: um Honestly, I responded to a Craigslist ad, and then it turned out to be legit. Nice. And That's
1: always the the thing with Craigslist ads. <laughs> I know. know.
2: I know. You <laughs> never know. And I got really lucky. And Michael yeah. and I get along really well. Mm-hmm. And it's just like a perfect fit. Nice. Very glad I found it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So how long have you been here now at Videos of the Future?
2: Um, a little over six months, maybe like seven. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's not oh. that long, but.
1: Yeah. So what would you say you do here? We, we oh, gave yeah. our spiel. What would you t- say <laughs> yeah. is your, your main thing?
2: No, that's pretty spot on. We describe videos of features being in three parts. One is like a studio space that we rent out to people. And we also have gear and props for rent, too.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: then we make our own stuff. So we're also like part of production company and we make our short films and are going to start making features hopefully in the summer. And then we also put on community events is what we call them. So you guys were perfect. Um, We do like networking nights. Um, We're going to do like a woman and like gender queer filmmaker night. We're that's in the works. Um, We do like people have asked us to do like a sound mixer meetup. like we did like holiday parties. So we do different like events to help network people. Oh, we did a fundraising forum Mm -hmm. where we had like a Panel of people who successfully raised ten thousand dollars for their short films and Mm -hmm. we sold out pretty much it was pretty packed in here and um, people got to ask people questions who have Yeah, successfully raised money and we do a lot of stuff like that to help other people in the community So,
3: Yeah,
0: that was a night. I almost I really wanted to go to I can't remember Mm -hmm. what we had or some something came up, but yeah. I went to school with was Kitty one of the speakers? Right?
3: Yeah. I mm-hmm. went to school
0: with her and Vincent. And oh, cool. I can't remember. I I knew everybody on the panel. I think it was like who else was there? Hannah
2: May Cummings and Emma yeah. Cogan. Yeah.
0: yeah, they did a uh, uh, Baby
2: Fever. Baby
0: Fever, okay. Fanatico, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and Camp Calypso. Yeah, oh, gosh, awesome. such good movies.
2: I love that you guys know that. That's cool. yeah. yeah, we
0: went. We, yeah, we went to school. and Thought well, I went. I went to school. With I those people.
1: hijacked my education next to them Perfect. by just going to class with you, <laughs> yeah. even though I wasn't at PSU. Yeah. That's
3: the way to do it.
0: But yeah, it yeah. seems like whenever Videos the Future posts something online, mm-hmm. I'll see a familiar name from my cool. film school days, or I'll see a filmmaker that I know in the community there, and it's like, oh my gosh, you know Videos the Future too, and it's this kind of hub again, yeah. like this place where everybody's everybody, s- pot. everybody mm-hmm. seems yeah. to be circulating it. Um, which is really, really cool. Oh,
2: thank you. Yeah, it's also, it's a small community, but yeah, I've met like tons and tons of people through it. So mm-hmm. yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, and so I guess uh, your work here, what gets mm-hmm. you the most excited, but what kind of work are you like, yes, that's so awesome what we're doing? Cause um, you do so much, that's really yeah. cool. But what's your favorite part of it all?
2: Um, probably a boring answer, mm-hmm. but I've always been really into the creative stuff like photography and film and mm-hmm. you know, Dance or what you know, whatever I was into, but I have like a really um, like administrative kind of brain. Like I like getting stuff done, and mm-hmm. so I love planning events. That might be my favorite thing. I love like producing things. So producing our short films, producing our events. I just like that's just how my brain works. I really like it. It's yeah. fun to me. So, yeah. Yeah. Most people would want to probably be envious that I get part of my job is like to be on set mm-hmm. multiple times a month, but it's not my I like it it's not my favorite part I like other stuff better so I think yeah.
0: that's the opposite of a lot of filmmakers yeah who feel weird. like they're more into the creative stuff and the administration stuff is yeah like not their cup of tea
2: yeah I don't know I just I've always been drawn to like like within film like I was a film major but I really liked learning about film and writing about film much more than like creating it mm-hmm. um, yeah so for some reason that's my little niche interest out of As opposed to making them myself.
0: Yeah, Mm -hmm. Yeah. and you and you went to U of O, right? University Mm -hmm. of Oregon Film Program. Yeah. When were you there again? Can you remind me?
2: I graduated in 2020. So. 2020. 2017 to 2020.
0: Okay, yeah. So we, which is another weird connection, or kind of, I was living in Eugene, I think from 2018 to 2020. Okay. So Mm -hmm. we were in the same city. We really we like missed each other by that much. Yeah. Um, and that was, I wasn't sneaking into the film classes there, but they have a lot of <laughs> cool should've. resources down there. Yeah, like I saw their media room in the library. Mm-hmm. Um, and whenever I was waiting for my girlfriend to with her finish with her classes, I would just like sneak up there and take a book and just flip through it, and then you know put it back or yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, how would you describe your experience at that school? Because I, yeah. I was always curious how that program
3: was.
2: Um. Well. I really liked it. It was film studies, not like film production. Mm-hmm. I think PSU is the only public school that had film production. Mm-hmm. Right? Correct me if I don't know. If, were you guys more production based?
0: It well, oh boy, okay. <laughs> that's a story. When it was, con- I'll just say this: it yeah. was constantly shifting.
2: Okay. When
0: I was there, they give you two options. There was okay. a production path and a studies
2: path, oh, cool. okay. but it has
0: since changed and morphed multiple times while I was at school there. Okay. And so now I don't know what it is, okay. but it's very hands-on from what I can tell on social media.
2: Okay, U of O is the opposite. It's like definitely film studies, which benefited me cause that's what I was into. And you mm-hmm. went to film lectures and wrote essays and it was history of film and you know, all that like how to analyze film and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But then there were, so that was like the focus of the major, but then Thankfully, there were a couple production classes and also like it was called Duck TV was our big thing Mm -hmm. there. And so like if you wanted to be consistently making film or making videos, um, you would have to do it through an extracurricular, which I did a couple semesters. It was fun. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: And so what was the were there any great movies you discovered out of that program? Because that was something for me when I went to film school, I think that's what I value the most is like. I got exposed to a lot of world cinema that I wouldn't have known on my own.
2: Oh, totally. I took a whole class that was like um, international film, Mm -hmm. and I found a lot of great movies through there that I would have never seen otherwise. Like, I am trying to think of some off the top. Atlantics is one of the first ones that comes to my mind. Mm -hmm. Amadi Diop. Um, I was really into French film pro- kind of stereotypically in college. So like, <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: Cleo five to seven and breathless, like uh-huh. yeah. the French new wave. Oh yeah. That. I loved the French new wave in college. Oh, yeah. Um, now I'm more into like kind of like Asian horror, which is, um, yeah. di- you don't really get taught that yeah. in school, mm-hmm. but, um, it definitely, like I learned a lot, especially in my like international film class. Like another example is like, did you guys see Uncle Boon May recalls his past lives? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. yeah oh, okay, you know, it's like yeah. this crazy, like, Thailand film. And it was yeah. like, I would have never sat down and watched that <laughs> if it yeah. weren't for class, but, like, I'm thankful I did. So
0: I, yeah. in one of my, Hon- I think it was a Hong Kong and Thailand, or Ta- uh, Taiwan cinemas class, we watched a horror movie, Dumplings, oh. which is about this lady who makes these dumplings with think it's fetuses inside the, or like Ooh. something like something human body esque. <gasps> and on <gasps> the last day of our discussion on that film she comes to class with this from one of the food carts. she's like i brought dumplings for everybody <laughs> oh my
2: god and everybody
0: was like a little too traumatized from the movie to like <laughs> yeah it, have sounds, any but no you know,
2: it sounds good i mean it, it sounds, sounds really creepy but sounds good though
0: yeah <laughs> for yeah. horror a, fans yeah there's a lot of great gems in other from other countries that 100 we, we just don't no about necessarily yeah yeah so it's great to have that structured like uh critical lens to look at all these movies to discover new stuff yeah yeah um yeah. when you i guess applied to this job or i guess mm-hmm. when you were looking for work were you looking for something film related
2: um i wanted to do anything in the arts Is kind of what i always said mm-hmm. so well the like the most draw wait hold on the kind of jobs I had the most opening that I experienced in was like marketing and advertisement, because mm-hmm. I yeah. did like freelance social media work for a while, which I didn't love, um, but I thought that was like what would be most possible to get. So I try I would apply to everything, music stuff too. Mm-hmm. So like I remember applying to like theaters, like like drama and like I don't know anything in film, anything in photo, anything in music. I just like really wanted to do it. So yeah, yeah.
0: Was there any particular. um, I guess it's so hard to pin down these like remembering back. Was there any particular thing, whether it be a movie or like an album or photography or photo thing that really inspired you to get into the arts? Or was it just something you were always into?
2: Um, Yeah, the story I kind of like say or tell is like when I was younger, I knew I was pretty artistic, but like and was into different things, I guess. But I thought art had to be like painting and drawing. Mm -hmm. And then I had a friend who showed me, who was like, let's have a movie marathon. I was like, yes, I love movies. And he was like, let's do it by director. And it was Wes Anderson. And I was like, oh, you can think of films as like by director. I remember that moment like Mm -hmm. changed my life. Or yeah, I guess it did change my life because I was like, this is so cool. And that's when I really started getting into it. Because, like, I didn't know film, like, observing film could be, like, a hobby mm-hmm. until that moment. It was really fun. So then I was kind of, like, I don't know, throughout school I really wanted, what did I want to be in high school? Probably, like, a writer mm-hmm. and then a photographer and then, like, filmmaker. I just really liked all that stuff. So I knew I wanted to do that.
1: Did you notice yeah. a, a change in the kind of movies you would watch from when you were early on starting to get into cinema versus how you watch movies now or the kind of yeah. movies you watch now?
2: Yeah, well, like, I was all gung-ho Wes Anderson. Still am. But that's, <laughs> yeah. like, I don't want to say that's... basic's not the right word, but he's, like, very popular. Like, I think when you're just starting to get into film, he's one of the first people you, like, think he's about. He's very easy way... In he, entry. Yeah. He's a gateway. Gateway, kind of there we go. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then, like I said, I got really into French stuff, and then I got really into horror. And mm-hmm. right now, I'd say I'm really into, like... Well, I'm I'm on a huge Gasper Noé kick right now, so like French I need to or
0: see Ox Eternal, whatever the one,
2: the new one that just came out. Well, that's Vortex. Vortex yeah. There's
0: one called like Ox.
2: I can't o- find it anywhere. I know
0: it's not it's yeah. nowhere to be found, but it came out last year apparently.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: You know. Well, I think um, I just moved next to Movie Madness, which is oh, like nice. changing my life. Wow. And I think <laughs> yes. I'm gonna look for it there because yeah. they have I've seen stuff there that I haven't been able to find streaming wise, so
0: what's your favorite uh noe movie
2: Ooh, climax easily which again yeah yeah i don't Ooh, yeah oh my god that movie is like one of my favorites of all time it's so good so.
0: that's a that's a trip they i think that's one that everybody should see at least once yeah that's how most of his movies are i think
2: yeah i mean some of them are really rough to watch like what was
0: irreversible
2: that's the one like, that's like, the Jesus one i know
1: Christ. like that's the Cooter. one
0: i know yeah. <laughs> have, you, have you seen it? i haven't seen it but i know that
3: one
2: it's so hard
0: it's it's well made but yeah. i don't have fun watching it. no you it's, don't it's like okay i guess
2: but that's it's why it's never... so cool and so impressive that's true because mm-hmm. it's yeah. so uncomfortable and i would i watched like video essays after mm-hmm. about it and they were like he purposely made the decibels like of like this eerie noise that goes on for the whole film, like mm-hmm. something that's like scientifically super uncomfortable for your ears. Like, oh, really? like he, it's like uh. weird. Like you should watch a video essay on it because it's like he's a genius for like that's why it's so uncomfortable is because he knows what he's. I don't know. I was just like blown yeah. away. Like wow, there's just the crazy. layers to all
1: the things he does to make it so yeah yeah that way yeah. Yeah. yeah that's awesome yeah yeah. So.
0: Yeah. Wild guy. I I'm like very... I like his movies. <laughs> so Irri- messed up. Well, but... Irreversible again, that's hard to very hard to watch. Yeah.
1: Not the entry-level movie for him? No. No, what would be, the... no but funny, might be. But funny Climax. enough, that
0: I think Irreversal is probably the one most people start with. That's probably his most really? famous one, I think.
1: It's the only one I know of, honestly.
2: Okay. I went backwards. I did <laughs> that one. And then why am I totally blanking? Love. The next. Oh, no. Love's the first one I saw. And then Climax. <laughs> and then... The other one, where it's like all the point of view. Enter the void. Enter the void, and yeah. then yeah, that one's
0: pretty wild. Yeah. And then
2: irreversible, yeah.
0: Are there other directors right now, aside from No Way, that you've been
2: really into? Watching, to.
0: yeah.
2: Um, ooh, right now I'm trying to watch every. This is not a director, but I'm on a. I do things by like, like chunks, kind of. Mm-hmm. So I'm, on, I'm trying to watch movies Mia Goth is in. the actress, oh, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I really like her. Um, I don't know what I'm on. No, I don't know any other (laughs) director kicks I'm on right now.
0: This is the filmmaker problem because I always have to pull up my letterbox
2: to double check. I want to go look at it, but (laughs) it's another room, so. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
3: Oh, well. Yeah. Yeah.
2: How about you guys?
3: Oh, man.
0: (laughs) I have really terrible, when I'm making, well, just in general, because we do. We're
1: horrible movie watchers compared to being because we're,
0: cause we're uh, the way I explain it is this, you spend we spend all day working our typical Department. nine to five yeah.
1: jobs.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: We spend a lot more time after that doing film work and getting that stuff done or yeah.
1: YouTube work or just whatever. Yeah, yeah,
0: doing whatever. Um, and then so by the time nine o'clock rolls around or eight o'clock, whenever yeah. our bedtimes are, yeah um, mm-hmm. we don't really want to sit down and watch like a, yeah. a movie that's going to be meaningful and impactful. We want to watch cartoons. Oh, same. Like, I watch, cartoons. like, reality
2: TV. We're, yeah. 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 i have
1: watch my um, Kitchen Nightmares with Gordon Ramsay. Yes. YouTube, like, <laughs> edits on the YouTube channel, because those yeah. are just... I hear I'm bringing out my letterboxes. That's later. Yeah. That's okay. later. We're, but, we're too early. Too I've early been for that. I've <laughs> been
0: watching just, like, The Proud Family. Okay. I, that's yeah. on the Disney Plus, so... Ugh,
2: I forgot about that show. So yeah. Man.
0: It's a great show. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Yeah. yeah. But I'm trying to think of the last, like filmmaker like cool filmmaker movie to see mm-hmm. i guess that was the northman
2: oh you saw it yeah like, how was it
0: very uh uh very good felt mm-hmm. like a rush of testosterone that's like ex- i bad. was
2: about to say that's the only thing i've heard about it <laughs> yeah because i saw i was with or i asked one friend how it was and they literally said so much testosterone and yeah I was like, yeah it's the energy that's- i get from it yeah <laughs> nice. uh
0: and then I think I think that would be my cool filmmaker answer. Okay. Is yeah. The Northman. What about you?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean again, like I've been so terrible at watching movies recently. I'm trying to remember the last thing I saw in theaters was Everything Everywhere All At Once. Uh, I just oh saw yeah, that, that was too. so yeah. I mean, and that's the hot movie to see right now. So I'm glad I saw it in theaters. Yeah. And it was incredible. Like we couldn't sh- shut up about it every time we'd no. see each other is like that's yeah. all we would talk about. So yeah. Phenomenal. Like it's a movie that I feel like some people would say it's like, oh, it's overhyped, but it's also like, no, it's not. It yeah. reminds me of when we saw Baby Driver for the first time, <laughs> yeah. we saw it at like an early access screening. Mm-hmm. And so there was like a month where we, our friends weren't like, it was a month before it actually came out. So none of our friends had seen this. So we were just like, we can't talk to anyone about how much we love this movie <laughs> yeah. because no one's going to get it. But, my, and I just, I would just rant to my girlfriend about it and she was like, You're overhyping. I'm like, No, 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 no And you then she saw it, it and she's yeah. like, You you didn't overhype it enough. It was really good. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah. yeah, I know. So yeah. I think that's that's probably the big the big one I watched recently. Yeah. Um, Me too. But I just whenever I'm like trying to find something not normal to watch, I got, I just look for weird horror movies yeah. on Netflix or HBO Max. Just Beautiful. find something I've not heard of. Yeah. And then I'll watch that and Usually it's, at the very worst, it's very entertaining. Exactly. And I'll take that. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Uh, it's too much, there's too much to watch. That's the hard part. I know,
2: I know. Yeah. My watch list on Letterboxd is like 400 movies and I'm like, oh my gosh. even even <laughs> if I had the time to watch one a day, it'd take me over a year yeah. and I don't. Yeah, so. this is not
1: possible. And then just ev- new things keep coming out. Yeah, I know. Just dumb.
2: Just yeah. need movies to Probably stop for name. a bit.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> let's just pause on all film productions <laughs> so for a minute. Up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know the one that my next watch list one that's, it's like in my Hulu queue is Titane. <gasps> yeah, yeah,
1: same.
2: Stop. I love her. That's I. That I.
0: director. I, we love Raw. such yeah, huge so fans of Raw. Her other Thank short you. film she made was awesome. Yeah. And I've heard tone wise and like how it messes with people, like what's going to happen. So it's, I need to mentally prepare for it. Yeah and I, and that's not like after a working all day no
2: you need to set some time aside for that one yeah, yeah that's
0: one yeah. that that's the next one i'm going to watch a cool. buddy of ours talks about movie
1: like that movie and other movies like that he'll watch them early on in the day uh-huh. instead of like at night so you can like marinate in it all day that's yeah. <laughs> yeah. and not like watch that and then just go to bed yeah i'm like oh, i think that that might be the move mm-hmm. for for titan
2: yeah um. but then like okay I don't know if I'm, this is just me, but like Vortex, right? The mm-hmm. new Way movie that's out. Yeah. I was like, oh, I could go in the afternoon on my day off. And then I'm like, no, if I'm gonna see like an intense, maybe it's horror, I don't know if it's horror yet, like yeah. a thriller, I wanna go at night. It just seems more fitting, Like. Yeah. but I don't know. Cause it'd be weird to like walk out of the theater and then it's daylight. daylight yeah. I don't
0: know. It depends on the movie. Some yeah. movies I want to, like, go to the Hollywood when it's packed and it's yeah. nighttime. Yeah. Other movies, it's like, I'd love to just roll out of bed and go to, like, a 9 a.m. showing. Yeah. But there's not 9 a.m. showings.
1: There should be a 9 a.m. you
2: I feel like there used to be, like, 10 a.m. It's not really anymore. And you can
1: find 11.30 sometimes, but
3: yeah.
2: Yeah. I was thinking, well, like, since COVID. And I was thinking this today because I was looking at Vortex timing showings. Mm-hmm. There's not, like, any, like, 9.50s anymore. I miss, like, the 9 o'clock. No. no. Like, going late, but i think the
0: only exception but that's for bigger chains is like if a new marvel movie comes out Mm -hmm. or like a big blockbuster fit screenings yeah yeah
2: Yeah. but But it makes sense because in the theater people are employees are there till like 1 a.m and that's not fun but (laughs) like i do like going to like shows at night but yeah yeah
0: um anyways (laughs) on that tangent (laughs) tangent, (laughs) a beautiful because i'm just thinking more and more things but i guess Uh i should focus it um What's your schedule like here? So like, what does your day to day look like? I know it's probably a big mix of everything, but.
3: Yeah.
2: What's cool and really unique about this job is I like pick my own schedule nice. and I'm on salary. So I basically just try and make sure I'm doing like five days a week mm-hmm. and just pick like two days off that we don't have anything going on or like rentals or whatnot. So it just my day to day really depends like i try to do 10 to 6. michael tries to do like 11 to 7. Mm -hmm. um but sometimes like we'll have a meeting at a certain time or an event at night or a rental at night that i have to be here for like for Mm -hmm. example like if someone's renting the studio from six to nine on thursday Mm -hmm. so then eight hours from nine o'clock would be like 1 p.m so it's like my schedule is kind of like weird and i kind of just make sure to do like eight hour days Mm -hmm. and but it also has a lot of perks because like it's really casual if I need to go to the doctor or run an errand. So yeah, I try to do around like 40 hours a week. I just kind of pick and choose when
3: mm-hmm. I get really to
2: cool. do it. I really like that a lot. Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: That's the dream right there. Yeah. <laughs> <That's
2: cool>. <laughs> <laughs> it's really nice. Yeah. yeah.
0: And so what kind of things are you, I guess, learning from f- other filmmakers? Cause I'm assuming like everybody mm-hmm. who comes through here you interact them with them in some way, shape, or yeah. form. Are there any things you're picking up, like advice you're Ooh. learning from uh, these filmmakers who are coming through?
2: Yeah, I've learned a lot. Um, I don't know about like like advice that's like important enough to like relay, but like I guess I can see what makes a production good and what makes a production bad. Okay. And a lot of it is kind of like um, how much you plan. Mm-hmm. Um, planning is huge. I think like whoever's producing these projects, you have to be like really meticulous with time. That's like a huge one because all the times where the projects have gone like, not bad, but like annoyingly so that people who rent this space, it's just like, they weren't planned enough. They had, like too many people, too many people were here at the same time not doing anything or like, yeah, I don't know. It's just interesting to watch what things go wrong. And so then like Michael and I learn from our productions and our mistakes we've learned and how to like and things we observe to make it better for next time. Because mm-hmm. like, like the example, there was like someone here who or like a team here and they called in like too many people and people were like hungry and then they weren't doing anything and there wasn't enough food. It's just like you kind of like <laughs> see stuff happen. So you like now Michael and I like, OK, when we have extras, we're going to make sure we schedule it so all the extra stuff gets filmed at one time, so they're not like waiting around. I don't know, you just kinda, it's like little stuff like that that you mm-hmm. kinda like pick up.
1: Yeah, having people wait around a bunch like can kill yeah. Kill the energy of a shoe.
2: Yeah, and so like when, I don't know, then our last project had extras on it and we were really good about making sure they were only here for a certain amount of time and the energy was like really fun and I don't think people felt like their time was wasted and mm-hmm. yeah, it was a good time, so. Yeah, I I just kind of learned little things and I've met a lot of people and I've just learned from like watching them work. So, Mm -hmm. yeah.
0: Does your producer brain kick in when you see those little mistakes on other things where you're just (laughs) like, oh my gosh, if only you just did this, it would be so much easier.
2: Yeah, and that's how I am like not even at work, just like as a person, I'm always trying to be like really effective and Mm -hmm. like thorough and like anything I do, even just like hang out with a friend. So it's just like, (laughs) I wish, people planned more that's like (laughs) i agree yeah (laughs) that's just how i am yeah that's it
0: well that's a good trait i think just in general to Mm -hmm. be able to plan yeah what about when stuff have you all had very many things go wrong on the production where you do have to Mm -hmm. kick into trouble or problem solving mode
2: yeah like our last production we I don't think Michael would mind me like saying this, but like we didn't have enough time on mm-hmm. one day or like something happened where someone, there's just like a mix up of something that wasn't necessarily our fault, but then we had to rearrange the whole schedule mm-hmm. like that day, like as it was happening. And mm-hmm. then obviously as an AD, cause I also AD as well. Like yeah. we have to then like pick up the time that's getting lost, but also try and rearrange the whole day. And then it turns out we had to like just add an extra half day and then trying to coordinate everyone on the crew and cast to have a half day that week was like nuts. And then like one of the people that was really key was like, oh, I got my date wrong. I can't make it this day. Can we do oh, another? No. It's just like Ugh. all this. It's like <laughs> kind of like scheduling pulse stuff. Pulse racing right now. Yeah, <laughs> it was really stressful. And then of course, like not everyone could make it cause it was like, we wanted to do it the same week to not lose like continuity and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, like, of course, we had to find another gaffer and another AC, like, day of. And, like, all like. it worked out. So, I guess what we learned from that is, like, don't try and squeeze 12-hour days, honestly. Like, it's not, if you know you can't do it. Because we, we mm-hmm. like, debated, should we add a half day or not? And if we had just added that and planned for it, it would have been a lot easier. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah.
0: That's something we're kind of, I guess, experimenting with now. Because for so long, we've been our mentality has been shoot your project as quick yeah. as you can as, in much of the time. So we would yeah. do like, ideally, like an ideal schedule to us would be like, shoot in like two weeks. Mm-hmm. You're shooting long days each time mm-hmm. and just power through it. Kind of like you were, you know, professional yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but now with this new feature, we're just starting. That's something where I've just kind of accepted, okay, the schedule's really, I, I guess, the scenes in the, that we have to shoot, there's a ton of them. It's gonna take a while to do it. So I'm just kind of, I'm taking the opposite approach. Yeah. I'm just like, we're gonna block out these scenes to shoot for one weekend in each month, essentially, mm-hmm. for X amount of month, for like eight months or so. And that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna go at a like, slow molasses cool. pace, mm-hmm. where it's spending a month prepping for a weekend shoot and then just resetting and doing it all over again. Yeah. And that's been very. That change of pace has been very nice compared to the, the stress Shoot of busy yeah. situations. <laughs> we, we've been in situations where it is, oh gosh, an actor canceled this day. Oh gosh, mm-hmm. we lost the location this day. Mm-hmm. Rearranging on the fly. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. And you yeah. get to the
1: point where you can't rearrange anymore. And yeah. And you're just canceling a day. Yeah. And that feels terrible when yeah. you have to just like cut a full day of filming.
0: Yeah, it's rough. Yeah. It's rough. yeah. Um, what's well? Yeah, I don't think it's too early talk. If okay. you can say, what yeah. are you working on with Ooh. videos of the future? What projects are are you involved with um, right yeah. now?
2: Yeah. Um, I actually like can't hundred percent confirm. Mm-hmm. We have like some projects in our queue, kinda, and like Michael's like written scripts for a couple. Mm-hmm. I think. I think I can say it one's like a um video game haunted maze situation. Right. Yeah, oh, talked he talked about, about it? that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. another one's kind of like a psychological thriller situation. Um yeah, called like psychotherapist, so it's going to be about <laughs> nice. what it sounds like. And then he has like this other idea for like a surrealist film or like short film. I don't really know how to explain that one that'd be more of his thing so i kind of like those scripts are written and like my job is kind of to like put together the casting calls and the graphics and stuff Mm -hmm. and i've and like i've started those but um we're not ready to like officially launch them yet but Mm -hmm. those are kind of what's coming up and then i think the plan is after those three are made we want to do a feature so um yeah that's what we're working on
0: and so after you do the casting call and the graphics and all that Mm -hmm. Then, do you shift into scheduling? I'm assuming once you get all those yeah. people involved,
2: yeah. We'll like go through auditions and like you know choose the people, yeah. And then there's scheduling, and like mm-hmm. there's stuff you have to do with like you have to get sizing from people and you have to like get dietary needs from people, and like, um, what else do we do, like contracts, like talent release forms. Yeah. All that stuff. So, and then we do like pre-production meetings, table reads, Mm -hmm. and then we usually shoot. That's like normally our timeline. So yeah, I'm in charge of like scheduling all, all of that stuff.
0: Maybe it'd be a little bit redundant, but is there any advice you have for filmmakers who aren't as skilled as the planning side of things and the logistics?
2: Um, Well, Michael was a huge help to me, which was awesome. I like say this a lot, but I did filmmaking at college and then it was nothing like what the real film industry is, (laughs) honestly, like, and I don't think there's anyone in school that showed us the ropes of like how to do Mm -hmm. pre and actual production like properly. So I learned a lot from Michael. And then what I did was I made a checklist on Google Docs of everything he taught me. And so every time we have a production, I like go through the checklist and make sure I have everything Mm -hmm. done. Like it was just really helpful for me to like, write it all down. And I would suggest that to other people because um, there's no way I'd remember to do absolutely everything off the top of my head. Yeah. So it's really helpful to be like, this is what you need to do two weeks before one week before I don't yeah. like bring day oh, of, yeah. like, I just yeah. have to write down everything. Yeah. And then I'd say that was super helpful and helps me stay organized and like having a calendar mm-hmm. and then using doodle poll. Like mm-hmm. I'm just like, just lots of scheduling stuff out there to make it easier. Yeah.
0: I'm a huge Google sheets oh yeah like that's where i'll put like what i'll typically do my very first logistic thing is i'll do a breakdown of the script by scene so it's like scene Mm -hmm. one interior exterior location and like you just so the very far left column is the scene and then each column to the right is like information about it okay cool and then once that's all done then i start messing around with scheduling and
1: like lumping location by location mm-hmm. or by a cast.
0: Or, yeah, yeah. And, and that's, but from that master document of like the breakdown and everything, that's where it's like, okay, I can look at what needs to be done to make this movie. And mm-hmm. similar to what you do, I'll like similar just, okay, I got to do this this month. And then this day, this week, yeah. it, different a task for each day or whatever.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's
0: a lot of hard work. <laughs> a ton. Yeah.
2: yeah, for sure. That's why like, do you do help the pre-production yeah i mean kind
0: of how we
1: do our stuff is like if you're director Mm -hmm. then you're the one doing all that so like for my movies um i'll go through and i'll do the same same breakdown i've Mm -hmm. adopted with my last feature Mm -hmm. i shot last year i adopted pretty much the identical structure Mm -hmm. that you do um so yeah it's the same (laughs) google sheet breakdown a lot of tears of oh my gosh how do you make all this work
3: yeah (laughs) Yeah. but
1: yeah same thing um if what's that um I know you talk about this a checklist, I'm sure that it, it sh- mm-hmm. shifts, but like what would you say are like the key if you're making a I guess a generic checklist, yeah. what would that kind of look like or what would you suggest someone started at?
0: Pre-production, pre-production
1: production or I mean like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> right I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean <laughs> But I mean like in the pre-production, I guess specifically, thinking that producer cap still.
2: Yeah. I know it's kinda on the spot on that. No, no, no. I mean it's kinda kind of what I said before, like I don't know if this is, like, so boring to talk about, but I mean no, like, is the good
0: a... No, okay, okay, good stuff. People need to know this stuff. Like you're stuff. saying, yeah. no one learns
1: this. So that's why yeah, we that's think it's true. so important. Nobody
0: taught you yeah. how to do this stuff in film school. Yeah. I went to a hands-on producer when No one sat down and was like, here's how you break down the script. Here's yeah. how you schedule a movie. No one talks about that. So this is good stuff yeah. for, for people to hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: I mean, like, also, I do split some of the work with Michael, so it's not, like, entirely... Oh, yeah. This is not going to encompass everything. But what I do is... I like make a Gmail mm-hmm. group with everyone in there. I'll send out a doodle poll for the table. Wait, what comes first? Yeah, table read, we usually mm-hmm. do like two weeks before. Um, I Michael and I, Michael usually does the shot list because he's usually the DP. Yeah. And then we go over the shot list uh, three different times so it can get through my head, which makes it sound really dense, but it's like, or it makes mm-hmm. me sound dense, but like, It really helps me drill it in for, like, day of shoot. Mm Because, like, it's, like, his scripts and his vision that he, like, explains to me. But going over the shot list multiple times really, like, preps me for being Mm. on set. We'll do the same thing. Yeah, yeah. I have to do it multiple times. We also go through and make a prop list. Uh, Mm -hmm. Like, go through the script entirely and make sure, you know, who has what. And, like, assign certain people to get certain things. Um, And then... What do I do? Oh, yeah, I send out a questionnaire on Google Forms. That's like name, phone number, email, Instagram, sizes, headshot, pronouns, dietary needs, any and then like any special accommodations you need, you know, if someone needs something Mm -hmm. and we send that out. And then, oh, I plan the lunch that day. I use Oh, we also ask people for a one to two sentence bio because we make like social media features mm-hmm, with mm. who's doing what, um, just to shout them out. And then if you tag them, that gets the word out about your project. Um, this is also more of like a business side of thing, like vi- videos of future thing. I make like trivia based on what part, what, what short film we have coming up, just no, to fine. help like generate awareness and like hype, I guess. Yeah, we post the casting call and like. Um, like a bunch of Facebook groups. I have like a checklist for where to post casting calls. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we do like more doodle polls for scheduling the actual um, shoot date. And then we do a pre-production meeting. Like tr- we try and do it the same week, like a couple of days before, just to like double check everyone's on the same page and knows what they're doing that day. And like get familiar with the equipment or get familiar with the mask if needed. And we just try and make sure everyone knows What's going on? And oh, and then, you know, I make the call sheets, too. I try to do that the week before. Mm -hmm. And yeah, Michael and I kind of do probably similar to you guys. Like we'll be like, oh, these are the scenes that are filming at this house. So, you know, we're going to schedule those scenes all together, even if they're not consecutive in the story. And, you know, like I also go through the shot list and determine like the Mm runtime for each shot based off my guess and then go through it with Michael again. So I print off call sheets, I get my binder ready, I start scripty, like, I don't know, just, yeah. Does that help? It's just, uh, no, that's, that's, I know mean, right? that's boring, yeah. but and, yeah. Well, in, a,
0: in a bit of advice I can throw in there too, yeah. not to you, but like whoever's listening. That's why it's really important for you as the filmmaking team or director mm-hmm. to know your scripts mm-hmm. inside and out. Mm-hmm. Because when you're looking at these just blank numbers on the screen, like scene two, into your exterior, you know, blah blah blah, whatever's in there. Yeah. I mean, I'll put in a tag of what happens in the scene. Yeah. But you're not always gonna have that luxury necessarily. Sometimes you need to make those quick decisions. And so when I look at scene three, I know exactly what scenes three's what's gonna happen there. Yeah. I know why that scene's in there. I know what the characters are doing. And that way when you're making those logistical changes and shift, if like, oh no, this day this scene we can only shoot it the day, but it's scripted for the night. Mm-hmm. If you know the scene inside and out, and you know no, it being said at nighttime is important to your continuity or the the mise en scène, the character arc, and everything. If that's crucial, then you know no, that has to be set at night. Yeah. There's a lot of things to consider and choices to make when you make a movie, and I think it's important that you know your script inside and out.
3: Mm-hmm. So
0: when those logistical things come up, you know what can easily, you know, you can be flexible on, and other stuff you can't be.
3: Yeah. yeah
2: um another piece of advice an ad just gave me on our last project Mm -hmm. which i haven't used yet so i don't know how super helpful it is but um on your shot list they recommended adding a column that says what characters are in the shot Mm, so like if you need to oh that's really good yeah because like i know like in our descriptions we'll be like becky says this to tom or you know whatever Mm -hmm. but then like Sometimes there's so many words in the description and just like they said like just having a separate column cuz then if you switch stuff around you could be like oh I know you and you are in this and mm-hmm. like you it's more like it's just easier so I'm going to try that too. That's um, a really
0: good one. Yeah. 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 That's always within and I think right now we're even t- we're we're pretty macro still because even within the scene they're scheduling what order do you film the shots in and all that stuff. That's mm-hmm. a whole nother... I mean, it's the same thing you do with the scenes, but just at a micro level. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is, yeah. There's, that's a good tip. I'm I'm gonna use on the next yeah. next time we shoot. Yeah.
2: yeah, but like I learned a lot from you know someone sitting down and like showing me the ropes. That would be my like recommendation to people, but mm-hmm. not everyone gets that lucky. So. Yeah, Yeah. you can
1: learn it the hard way like you just do it. Yeah, Yeah. make a million mistakes until eventually you figure it out. Yeah, but I mean,
0: that was what was so funny about last summer, because I've always I was always the production
3: like
0: pre-production like person on like schedule and all that, and that was my Mm -hmm because I've been the main kind of director on most of this stuff, Yeah. all of them.
1: Because last year I made my first feature film with a full cast. Because yeah. the year before I made a feature film, but it was on my own. Yeah. So it was a very different experience. So I
0: had, what, since like 2011, like almost like a little over 10 years of experience of like all that pre-production work. How do you do that? What mm-hmm. goes into that? Mm-hmm. And, being, and then getting to a point like, aha, I have this great format that I have for <laughs> myself. And then and you just being to able to watch, pass that to you was just like and you could watch yes. me ruin it <laughs> <laughs> no but just like having that to just give to you to use and, mm-hmm. and yeah. then you know i'm i'm happy well i'm it was nice that you didn't have to go through 10 years <laughs> just Only, how do you do this oh, oh yeah. my, oh, my gosh yeah,
1: yeah i, I would have crashed and burned so oh, bad yeah. without all of that but i mean it's so I'm very like ADHD, I'm all over the place. I'm very scatterbrained and I'm just used to my thoughts being everywhere and mm-hmm. just hunting for them. Um, but trying to force myself into this place of being used to mm-hmm. um, over planning yeah. and finding how much better it is to have that. And like I- I've discovered in the last year, cause I, work, I do social media stuff for mm-hmm. another company and um, just over planning for myself and like making like generic like templates for myself yeah. where it's like, I know I'm only making this style of post every week. So why not just make a template that just drop everything into and re- remix it. And like that kind of becoming part of my workflow now is, has really changed yeah. my perspective. Cause I used to be all to start from the ground up every time. And I, I yeah. feel like that's just, a huge waste of energy, yeah. but and from your productions, your producing side sounds mm-hmm. like just having that stuff ready to go. And it's just a, a rhythm you get into yeah. is so great. And then it's not so overwhelming the second time you do it and the third time you
0: do
2: it, mm-hmm. it becomes a bit
1: more
0: natural.
2: Yeah. Templates are great. Mm-hmm. That's my advice. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. You, you've talked a lot about the logistical producing administration side of things. Mm-hmm. Do you have any desire? You said you're a photographer mm-hmm. and your photography is great.
3: Thank you. But
0: do you have any desire to do that? for film and to take a more creative role in a film Mm. at any point
2: for some reason i don't know why like being making my own films doesn't appeal to me as Mm -hmm. much um i don't know it just it doesn't i like helping other people's projects and i think if i were to make my own stuff i um I don't know. For some reason, I just feel so much more comfortable in photography. You know what I think it is, is I don't think I'm much of a, um, okay. I don't want to say leader, Mm -hmm. but like, I I don't see myself being like a director very much. Like, I'm not good at like, not that I'm not good, but I don't enjoy telling other people what to do. Or I don't think like my ideas are, I just I don't think like that I don't know like I like in terms of the creative side yeah I don't know why that is but I just like really like producing other people's stuff I just don't think Mm -hmm. there's something I'm like super super passionate about unless I don't know I'm just like like in photography I like telling other people's stories even within something Mm -hmm. I like to do so if it were like an opportunity that was like maybe like I'm really into like news and like photojournalism and like like a
0: documentary yeah 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I
2: think I would be much more likely to like make something that's documentary style or like a video for like a like vice or something like that Mm -hmm. than like making my own narrative short films I just I don't know I don't think that way I don't think but um, like I love studying them and I love helping other people make them but for some reason I just I don't I'm not creative in that aspect Mm -hmm. but Mm-hmm. in a lot of other ways yeah
1: yeah but, if you were given yeah. the keys to make a documentary of whatever you wanted would what would you pick what do you think i know oh my god <laughs> this threw the hardest question
3: ever
2: i've never thought about it i really care about like social issues so it would mm-hmm. probably be something along those lines like
3: um,
2: but for like something i was really passionate about and still am is like women's rights education around the world mm-hmm. so oh, yeah. like it would probably be Something along those lines, nice. or um, yeah, women in arts, maybe, mm-hmm. and like other places in the world. I'm not sure, but I yeah, I really like people, and I like telling like people's stories. So, oh, something I'm worked up about right now <laughs> is um like healthcare issues, and yeah. so like maybe something like that. Yeah, um, yeah. I just I that's what I care about is like people, and yeah. So if I could make a documentary about. Like to bring awareness to issues like that, I would. Mm-hmm. I would do it. Yeah, awesome.
3: yeah.
0: Have did you ever see much like direct cinema or cinéma vérité in um, in film school at all? Which is kind of which is yeah. technically a documentary, yeah. but it's kind of like a genre subgenre within the documentaries. Where some, I think direct cinema or no mm-hmm. cinéma vérité. I think that was the French one, where they would like kind of orchestrate situations.
2: Yeah. to a certain
0: extent. And direct cinema was much more just no interference, just kind of Mm -hmm. fly on the wall, just presenting things pretty much as unbiased as you can, but there's Mm -hmm. always, you know, that editor's bias just a little bit.
2: Um, I feel like we definitely saw stuff, like I can think of like a um, very guerrilla, like Cuban movie we watched in school about the revolution. Mm -hmm. I don't know the name of it. I can think of like (laughs) some other stuff, but I mean, no, maybe not explicitly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But my, my favorite movie is like somewhat cinema verite. It's called Skate Kitchen. And it's like, it was about this these group of girls in New York mm-hmm. that are exist and are real girls and they are skateboarders. But the director like met them on a train and like made a fictional story about them. Mm-hmm. But it was like their story, wow. but it was like acted. Like they oh, were that's reacting like themselves kind of. Like their life and gave them like fake names, so it's not like technically cinema verite, but like an ode unique. to that yeah. style, kind of, because it mm-hmm. was like their life. Um, and I okay, really okay. Twenty
0: eighteen looks like
2: yeah. And oh, I nice. really like that style and like like telling true stories and bringing awareness like true things, because yeah. this is like their life as female skateboarders in New York, um, which they had their not hardship yeah maybe hardships like it was just very interesting so i like things that are very like real life
0: well that's a very that's a perspective that i haven't seen very much Mm -hmm. and that's now that i hear about it's like oh gosh i gotta see what that's about like
3: Mm
0: -hmm. yeah that that's definitely something uh i want to check out now skate kitchen
2: yeah i recommend it (laughs) are
0: there any other in your top movies i mean i think we've talked about this a little well, your top movies your favorite movies they aren't all like documentary no
2: though. which is it's skate kitchen which is like very indie documentary sundance mm-hmm. and then it's like if we're thinking like top four on letterbox it's all horror yeah it's like raw <laughs> climax and what's my other one <laughs> i don't remember some but it's definitely horror of some sort mm-hmm. oh my god wait i need Suspiria, Suspiria, Suspiria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's... The um, original or the remake? The original. The original, yeah. yeah. Both
3: so, very good, though. Yes,
2: yeah. yeah. So I really like horror. T- I don't know, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: I feel like there's a documentary twist you can take on a horror movie or something.
2: Oh, probably. a oh, Blair Witch, kind of. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, that, yeah. you're <laughs> right, yeah.
1: There was a web series I never finished on YouTube. I, I just never got around to looping back to it. I don't mm-hmm. remember what its title was, but it was about um, this documentary crew fo- song. A lot of people who have, like, who, like sleepwalk but then it Ooh. turns into a horror like documentary because it's like they think it's just they're documenting this guy who has this very weird version of sleepwalking mm-hmm. at night and then it turns into this whole like crazy thing That's i never really got to see cool. where it went but i need i need to hunt it back yeah. down and find it's a great it,
0: premise it, yeah <laughs>
2: not to go on a tangent but my my best friend like went to a sundance the year COVID happened, so what 2020 mm-hmm. and they said there was a film there that someone was filming a documentary of a submarine somewhere in Europe, mm-hmm. like Germany or something like that. Oh. And while they were filming the documentary, there was a murder that went famous. Oh. And so the, the person's footage like helped the murder case because they could see who was where and like who was acting weird and all this oh, stuff. And so but it, I don't think it got bought. Like I try and search oh. it up sometimes, but I really want to see that. It seems really cool.
0: That's the bummer about so there's distribution um, is sometimes these great movies that get played at festivals, uh, they're they never bought yeah, or they're bought and then locked behind like the studio vault where mm. they're just not distributed properly. Yeah, or. it's a shame that some of these great movies just go unseen because that sounds fascinating. Yeah. yeah,
2: maybe I'll try and search it again and see if it's it's been a couple months since I looked it up, so we'll see. But yeah.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Is this the time to transition to the the next part of the podcast? How long have we going? Oh yeah, forty nine minutes. Well I don't know. I do you want yes, to do our normal I mean thing. sure
0: it's yeah. we kind of touched on it a little bit, but yeah, I still don't so, see why not.
1: The the We have our,
0: our closing two segments <laughs> okay. for our, our show is um what are you watching? Okay, what are you making? On. What are you working on? Okay. Yeah. I guess what are you watching? Like we've
1: kind
2: of, of talked recent, about it, yeah.
0: but but maybe instead of this, what are I guess what are a handful of movies you would show to someone to be like this sums up my taste? Ooh. in movies.
2: Wow. Okay. Well, I'd probably. S- oh, that's so hard. Do you Definitely. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah.
1: You're just gonna throw me under the bus too? Well, kind of my
0: letterbox? I
2: thought of the question. Talk? Oh, absolutely. Okay, yeah. good. Absolutely definitely um suspiria is my first one i think of yeah because it's very like campy and i love the lighting in it mm-hmm. i think that's why i like it so much because i'm really drawn to that um, that
0: that just bathed neon look of the lighting in that mm-hmm. is just
2: gorgeous yeah and then again skate kitchen because it's very like mm-hmm. indie low budget girl problems and like I, yeah, I just really like that one because it's, yeah, let's see.
1: Um. How would you do this to me? <laughs> <laughs> Final, uh,
2: um, and then think. I guess like, oh, another movie I really like that I'm into is like, I'm weirdly into like Eastern European cinema. So there's this one okay. called And Then We Danced that I really like. So I'd probably show people like those three. Okay yeah
0: it's a good one
3: yeah yeah
0: what do you think ethan (sighs) sums up your taste everything yeah oh
1: gosh that's so much (laughs) um (laughs) probably something like lighthouse okay um just a big robert egers fan but Mm -hmm. um or eggers robert eggers that i pronounced it right robert eggers whatever sure Uh, i don't know (laughs) if i'm not a big robert eggers fan if i don't pronounce it right um the lighthouse Mm -hmm. it's a great horror movie i saw recently like in the last year that um it's called the empty man okay i saw that one Mm -hmm. highly recommend it it was one i went into with like it was one of those not knowing what it was and watching it and being like oh my gosh like one of my favorite horror movies I've ever seen. Oh, it's um, in
2: my watch list. Okay, good. cool.
1: It <laughs> um, should be in everyone's watch list. Yeah. Um, other than that, like, outside of horror stuff, jeez, um, there's so much. I know. There's, like, just so much. It's too much. There, There is, there is too much. I mean, I don't know, because I like, I'm like, like maybe eighties, nineties, like something like, um, the mummy, mm, like that mm-hmm. kind of more swashbuckling adventure style. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy. And then, um, I don't know something goofy, like spy kids, honestly.
0: Yeah. true. <laughs> spy kids, Just which the whole thing, which spy kids, though? all of them, <laughs> all of them.
1: <laughs> all of them. I'm a big, I mean, not the fourth one, but I'm a big <laughs> spy kids three defender. But okay. I think if I had to pick one, maybe the first one. Yeah,
3: yeah. classic. Yeah. It's good movie. It's just a
1: just OGS. Yeah, yeah. what
2: yeah. are yours?
0: Yeah. Uh, well, I've had the benefit of listening to your answers, so <laughs> yeah. I I had to struggle with this as much as you two. You just I, quietly. I, I yes, yeah, quietly. I would say um, At Land by Maya Deren. Yeah, is up there. House the Japanese. Oh, uh, yep. Movie. Um, Pink Floyd's The Wall. Okay.
2: Yeah.
0: I love that movie so so much.
3: Mm-hmm
0: um And then maybe like upstream, color, and then oh, Fondue Lee's, the Hodoroski movie. Okay. So just weird kind of stuff.
2: Pretty Love much. that. <sighs> yeah.
3: Nothing wrong with that though.
2: No. Oh no. <laughs> Quite the range. are so good.
3: Yeah.
0: Good
1: Love it. Yeah, I saw House on there. When I saw you scrolling, I almost, oh. I almost through, dropped that one in. That was a good one.
0: Yeah, that's a good uh, one. So house. So again, not being, not to be repetitive, oh. but. Yeah. What are you working on? I mean, yeah. I guess, and maybe
1: even outside of filmmaking, since you you do a yeah. lot. I yeah. Don't know, is there yeah. any like photo like stuff you're yeah. shooting or I, I don't know?
2: Yeah, definitely more working more on photography at the moment. I am trying to get more into photojournalism, so mm. I've been reaching out to photojournalists in Portland to see if I could like shadow them, because I kind of have no idea how to get started. But I want to do more like coverage of people and their stories so mm-hmm. i'm gonna do a well i haven't like asked her yet but i think she'll say yes but this magazine like asked me or not asked me they approved my pitch to do a feature on a dj here who does like these really cool like she's just like a really cool person and like all the like i don't know how to explain her music taste maybe like 80s synth pop metal gr- I don't know she's just like she's very <laughs> just like, like yeah. yeah she's like she's just really cool she's like 80s punk maybe I should say mm-hmm. but she like nice. it's like DJing like do you guys know what the coffin club is uh, her, yeah yeah yeah. that's kind of like her scene cool. so I'm I'm gonna ask her if I can like just take her photo and do like a write-up on what she does because oh, that's cool. that's, awesome. yeah so I kind of think so I want to do more of, and then like my best friend won this grant and works at an art gallery and is like putting on art shows throughout the year that cover, or that are like artists that, the whole grant was like artists that aren't typically represented. Mm-hmm. So like last yeah. exhibit, she did like artists with, with disabilities. I'm not sure what the next one is, but I want to like feature her doing that. So I want to oh, like nice. tell people's stories like through photography that are co- doing cool things. So. that's what i'm working on that's awesome yeah it's a great project do you have
0: an instagram or like an online portfolio of all your photography yeah people can see
2: to shout it okay yeah um my instagram is alisonder it's a l l i i s o n d e r and my website is alison bar dot media.com nice yeah
1: yeah. get some traffic over there for you
0: yeah <laughs> well, two of our listeners
1: <laughs> it'll, it'll be my mom but <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah yeah
3: yeah
0: that's great that's awesome yeah. well thank cool. you so much thank you. for sitting down and talking with us about the studio and, and yourself and your involvement with all this stuff
1: yeah. yeah i love what you guys do out here
2: cool so thank cool. you yeah we like you guys a lot so cool awesome thanks yeah. well
1: Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of the Doom Productions podcast. Uh, If you're listening on Spotify, hop over to YouTube and give us a a like and subscribe. And if you're already on YouTube, drop a comment with some questions or things you want us to cover in future episodes. Um, With all that, we'll see you in the next episode.